two, season two of the Indie Game House podcast. Season one was comprised of two podcasts, uh, three yeah. podcasts. There's All right, a, there's a lost episode. Three is the last one. Yeah, you left right. off on a cliffhanger. So the cliffhanger is now we have a fifth member of the Indie Game House. So we have two couples, four four game developers, two couples, one house, and then Michael Todd also. <laughs> <laughs> Michael so we have five game developers. We have to change the description now because like the two couples thing is. Yeah. Our logo. It's not accurate anymore. Yeah, we need to add another person on the couch. Anyway, with me as always is uh, Mr. Kyle Pulver. Hello. Creator of (laughs) Offspring Fling and Snapshot and many other games. Sure. Forthcoming. We'll we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) DJ Corey Nolan. No longer working at ASU. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to update my description then too i have to update my linkedin <laughs> <laughs> said no one <laughs> said no one ever oh um, sick burn on linkedin from aaron uh-oh mm, we'll be hearing from their lawyers yeah it's Oof. gonna be like a sad linkedin dog sitting on the front porch tomorrow <laughs> i just, just picture like an employee i tried to picture an employee of linkedin and i pictured just like a really sad person and then it like you morphed into a, a droopy dog yeah <laughs> all right all right a puppy it already got weird okay uh aaron robinson hello We've met. <laughs> Don't make this awkward. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have a Gatorade. Uh, creator of the handcrafted radial puzzle platformer Gravity Ghost. That's such a good like puzzle bots. phrase for that game. Thanks. I made that up. That's, like, you yeah, did make that up. Yeah. Handcrafted radial platformer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It rolls pretty well. Yeah. yeah. People will hopefully be like, what? And then yeah. I can explain. Right. It'll translate to something unspeakable in Spanish, I'm sure. But <laughs> for now, it's good. Nova. Translate yeah. to Spanish and then back to English and then use that. Yeah. That is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a Spanish accent. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and my name is Steve Swink, and I'm an independent game developer working on a puzzle platformy kind of thing called Scale. Actually, Scale's, I think, on its way to becoming a lot more like mario 64 or something oh man yeah that'd be cool so like instead penguin of races what penguin races penguin races oh, yeah. all the way yeah. wall to wall i just because i think i just the game doesn't really have to be about puzzles like there'll probably be some puzzles but sure. i think it also just should be about like scaling yeah, you can, stuff like yeah you can make areas that are puzzles but also just have it be sort of like a do what you want sort of thing i want it to be like a do it do what you want except when you enter that that world you get like a thing to do specifically sure yeah and there's like a list of those you can work through Couple different stars, maybe. Just yeah, yeah, but I mean, like at any given time, there'll be like five other random ones you can just go find and do stuff with. That sounds fun. I'd yeah, that. I'll just take take all of that stuff and compress it into the smallest space possible. Yeah. So it's not so. Like a castle, like, like the witness. <laughs> like the witness. Scaling it down. Like a good the... game that's well designed. <laughs> like one, but not actually. Yes, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> scale it. You scale oh, it. You guys are missing the hand gesture of Kyle making yeah, something Yeah, I'm making like a cube. With my hands, pretty awesome. Kyle, that's filthy. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. So, what else is going on? So, we—it's been a long time since we did a podcast. So, lots of things have happened. We went to Sweden. Yeah, that was fun. I didn't go to Sweden. No. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's confirming that they went to Sweden. Yeah. We went to New York. Yeah, we went to New York for Christmas. That was our big trip. <laughs> that sounds cool. Most importantly, I got a haircut, and yeah. none of you noticed. No, I did. I, I noticed. We knew you got a haircut oh. already. You mentioned it this morning. <sighs> Oh, you got it this morning? No, yeah. you still had yeah. the... What? I thought you still had the thing this morning. No, no. He, I had a red beanie this cut. morning. Oh. He got a haircut in the afternoon. And also, like, some PS4 oh, yeah. shit or something like that, whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't Tell us do... more about your haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do the recap first. Oh, yeah, the recap episode. Okay, so what's happened in the two months since we did a podcast? Uh, well... 
Well, you guys taught some stuff in Sweden. What, what did you guys teach? We taught Sweden? three weeks of Unity and game development, basically. These are all first-year students, but they knew a bit of programming. They actually knew a lot of programming for how experienced they were, so it's all like C-sharp, finish a game in three weeks. They're working in actually pretty big groups, seven or eight people, a couple of artists and programmers and designers all working together. And this is kind of the first time they had to ship something, so it was really interesting, like, trying to get them to see what the scope should be and then having them pare it down. And every one of them finished something. I was really proud of them. Some, yeah, that's amazing. One Seven group, or eight group people in a group, that's actually pretty yeah. hard to manage. No, it was, and they, they had learned it's Scrum. like a two-week course, right? Yeah, no, it was three, three weeks. Yeah, so they were all using Scrum, and... We tried to gently remind them to write their tasks in English so we could. <laughs> oh yeah. Help yeah, that them. was that was interesting because I, I want to teach. I rely on being able to overhear conversations and judge the tone of how yeah. things are going so that I can like swoop in when swoop in and yeah. like anticipate problems before they yeah. happen or yeah. just like. And they, they're all speaking Swedish, <laughs> and so it's like four four so crunchy polite. stars. And, uh, <laughs> just like the waiter walking by, like, oh, is everything okay over here? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're so polite. You know, when you come by, they're like, oh, would you like us to speak in English now? It's like, oh, don't don't ruin whatever you were doing on our behalf. <laughs> you know. Wait, so did you actually have to like use Scrum measures to measure them? We like didn't. The not formally, stuff? but they they did have a Scrum master in every group, and they did. They were measuring their own. Not, they weren't doing velocity tracking because that's actually not. But they did do like scrum evaluations amongst themselves, like yeah, you know. Yeah. But like, how did you identify trouble groups or? Was well, really that possible? we made them write everything in English, and then when the groups had scrum tasks that were like make character fun, we were like, you know, <laughs> you might want to be a little bit more specific. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't know the Swedish words for it. So yeah. English Dang. words for it. Yeah. Yeah, complete games. The first half. <laughs> or like, so. we try to teach them the idea of like player experience. Like somebody playing our game would be like. I played a game where I, you know, chased a dog through a park, and then we played a, you know, whatever, like, from the player's point of view, and then they'd write stuff like, as the ball, I want to be bouncy and work well. It's just, like, part of the game. It's not, like, what the player experience is. It's like, no, the, the ball isn't the player. You understand? It's <laughs> I, just something uh, in your level. Uh, <laughs> but, man, boy, are the Swedish <laughs> and industrious people. <laughs> that's positive racism, but go on. Yeah. No, that's not, it's, uh... Not racism, because it's a stereotype, or yeah, no, it's reversism. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a there's a word for people from other countries. Uh, <laughs> positive foreigners. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as a group, no, it's not are, a race. It's a, you know. No, they're they're very or polite and they're very good at, at hearing criticism as like just suggestions for improvement. They don't take oh it personally. God, they're so much better than American kids. <laughs> Do you think it's a cultural thing? I no, I'm absolutely certain it's a cultural thing because like we oh, we gonna move to Sweden. No, totally. It's really it, cold there. Yeah, it was, it was negative 25, and there was like three hours of daylight every day. Yeah. And Maybe the sun, the sun, the sun never went up. Right, it would yeah. just kind of like peak over. Like, oh, 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 that was hard. Shows up and it's just like, holy shit, it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm out of here. You guys, you enjoy. It's so were, but there, there were crows wearing little fancy vests, so that's yeah. cool. Nice. So they're colored. Yeah, they have little fancy gray vests, jaunty crow cravats. They're yeah. wearing ties. Don't lie. Really? She's, this is your she'll, she's never gonna go there. Your mental Photoshop. It's just putting ties on crows. Brazil is terrifying. I just picked a country off the top of my head. Mm, nowhere in South America. Oh yeah, look at that spiders. Yeah, the spiders raining from the sky. That would make for a great indie game. That would make for spiders raining from the yeah, sky in a terrifying know. way. I would not walk outside and look at spiders raining down and be like, wow, this is this would be a great indie game. <laughs> yeah. But there was like... Spider pilot, that's a great... <laughs> to come back to the Sweden students, I mean, they were accomplishing great things. There was one group that created a full 3D game where you had these gloves that could push and pull things, like 
kind of like magnets, I guess, or like gravity re repulsors and attractors, and they made an entire little puzzle game around this. And it had like, mm. I would guess, half an hour of content if you played it all the way through, you know, and it was all like animated with like nice 3D Unreal style art and magical gloves with gears rotating on them and stuff. With the yeah, hand. it was like their first project. It was like, <laughs> wow, you guys need to save some of that for the sequel. Well, like, what is, okay, so what is uh, the school, which is like specifically? Um, was it's it just like a. Sodotones Hugskula, which. I think means Southern College, but I'm not really sure. Sorry, okay. like, Hug School just means college. technical college. Yeah, like what? Yeah. Okay, so like, what is the equivalent of that in like the U.S. or whatever? Is it like a... I think it'd be like you know your your art institute or your okay. wholesale or sure. your digipen or something. All right, so yeah, but yeah. it's all run through the government. Yeah, it's interesting. They don't yeah. have to pay for it. Yeah, they don't have to pay cool. for any college because right. they live in a civilized nation where the government <laughs> oh, no. is interested oh, in having their citizens be technically literate. Now we're shitting on literate. the government. We're gonna be in big trouble. You mean you mean Ilke the Esident Prey? You can't insult the king, you guys. <laughs> oh, sorry, King Washington. Oh my God, dude. I, okay, so like I, never, I didn't play Assassin's Creed three, but I was interested in the setting just because uh -huh. I think the Revolutionary War is like an interesting setting. Yeah. But then I saw like a picture from the DLC today, and it was just George Washington with like. A crown on, looking like a surly, like vaudeville villain. Yeah, and he has uh, like an Uzi or something. And I was just like, oh my <laughs> Why god. Why is he wearing a crown? Because he's King George. He's the bad guy now. He grabbed the power, and you have to kill him. I guess I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah. That's I, the plot of Assassin's Creed Three. Apparently, is George Washington becomes a king. I don't know. Yeah. He didn't even want to be the president. No, <laughs> I don't know. That's Yeah, like it's it's like, did you guys read it all? Or no, no, I don't know anything about Assassin's Creed Three other than the fact that it took place during like the American Revolution. So. Right, which is an interesting setting, of course. Yeah. But then, and then it's like, yeah. So George Washington, <laughs> like some of his soldiers after the war, because they weren't getting paid, they were like. Yo, George, you gotta get us paid, and like we're gonna make you king so that you can pay us. And he's like, no. And he was, he gave this whole impassioned speech where he like broke down crying, where he's like, I'm offended that you would think I'd want oh, to be the king. Oh, you're talking about actual history. Actual right? George Washington, yeah, and it's just, it's really, you know, I don't, I'm not like easily offended, but that's definitely kind of like, oh, all right. Isn't it funny how we lie to ourselves and say kids will learn something because this is a historical game? You well, know? It's like, I don't know if that's the actual plot, so I don't want to make fun of it. Oh, okay. I don't either. <laughs> Let's make fun of this imaginary version of this game. Okay. <laughs> so the, the most retarded part is when you hit a bear in the head and turn it into a canoe and you right. use that to canoe down the lake of fire. And Potomac. Yeah. The Potomac. Um, George Washington uses that canoe to cross the Delaware. Right, and then he throws uh, <laughs> throws quarters across or <laughs> silver dollars yeah, and kills all the redcoats. Yeah. This is becoming my favorite game. <laughs> One it's a machine this. gun made of... <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're, just, you're describing the Boston Tea Party, right? I mean, I'm Canadian, right. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you got, that, was, that was the Sweden saga. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess during that time... Uh, when did you guys actually leave? That was like November. Okay, yeah. very early November, and then we hung out with both sets of our parents for Christmas, and then I had to teach a course in Chicago. I didn't. I, I wanted to teach a course. In Chicago. <laughs> I had to do this thing. Yeah, right. no. <laughs> so it's a similar sort of deal, but this is just me, not me and Steve this time. So and our parents are really good friends, so apparently that worked out. So they're gonna get married. Apparently, apparently. kaboom. <laughs> so that was interesting. Yeah. So I, you know, we went to the we went to the best aquarium in the world. Hmm. The Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yeah. We're not talking about my course anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where you guys got the otters. Right, and then we got otters for our housemates because there's yeah, a bit yeah, of an yeah. otter fever in this house. Yeah, I like otters. And the only cure is more otters. otters. <laughs> <laughs> they were there. We saw them. We saw them with yeah. our own eyes. So this Chicago course I taught is actually my third year teaching it, and it's always a short, small group of students. This year it was 14. It was the biggest group yet, and it's two weeks long. Same deal. Finish a game in two weeks. And... 
three of the students I had were had actually been my students in previous years, and I didn't actually realize they could take the course again until I saw their names in the roster. I'm like, they, they didn't fail. Like, what's what's <laughs> happening here? But they they actually just like wanted to take it again, and I grade really hard. Like, I don't typically give out A's unless I'm actually really impressed. And so the fact that they all wanted to take the the course again was really flattering and nice, you know, because it's like they wanted to work. Yeah, it's and, cool. And they just want to make another game. Yeah. So. One of the students is even like, they have to write a personal statement, and most pe students wrote like two paragraphs, and the students was just like two lines long. It's like, I have to redeem myself for the game I made last time, or, <laughs> with game in quotes, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you don't have to do anything, but I appreciate, you know, that you want to improve. Your yeah. shaming was effective. <laughs> I didn't shame anyone. It was a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'll give this one a C for C. You wouldn't cut it in the game industry, so just get out. <laughs> Oof. It's a good wow. thing Corey's not in the yeah, teacher. Yeah. <laughs> you are the worst student ever. <laughs> You're just going to surf to tenure on a wave of broken dreams. Uh, it's yeah. a powerful current. There was a really good game that came out of this class, and it was a two-player game you know, on the same keyboard, uh, and it was like top-down dungeon thing with little bad guys walking around in, in like a set path, and then the... The weapon you had is you, it draws a beam between the two characters, and so you can like close line enemies. But the, mm. the charge goes down really quick when you're firing the beam, so you have to be really careful, like how you use it and stuff. And they were like, not only was that just a really cool mechanic, because you're like always cooperating, but also like if they timed it right, they're like, okay, you run when I run. They can like close line a whole bunch of enemies at once, yeah. and they're just like finding all these cool dynamics that That's like, rad. yeah, no, I was, it was. It was kind of like four swords, but a little bit more well thought out. <laughs> <laughs> four swords to me was just like. Grief the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dick everybody else over. <laughs> Under the pretense link. of a co-op game. <laughs> it was always purple link. Being always, yeah. <laughs> Just when that controller was in your hands. <laughs> yeah, it's irresistible. Like <laughs> oh my god, and like the biggest news of the biggest day today. Of the day? Spelunky DLC. Oh. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I saw Derek working at the TIG gym like last year. Because he, was, he was just like working on more characters. And at that point, I thought he was done. These guys just cranking out DLC, and so it finally dropped like to be released a year, a year and a half later. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Wow. wow. Game development—that's how the sauce is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in case you were wondering. So let's see. On on our end of November until now, I guess I I released Jottobots at at the end of November, and that was like a game that I had on the back burner for like three years, maybe. I just I just never really wanted to release it, I guess. Um. And then we went to New York for Christmas, and then I was in the Humble Bundle with two games. Yeah. How, how did that work out, Kyle? Uh, well, when you know people... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we finished Snapshot in August, and, and I, should, I should use finish loosely because we still have to do the PlayStation versions. I don't know. Um, and then we were at PAX with Snapshot, and then uh, Will from the Humble Bundle came up to Dave during PAX and was like, oh, cool, like, Snapshot's out, you guys. And we were like, yeah. And then he was like, let's talk about the Humble Bundle. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> Play it <Okay>. cool. <laughs> yeah. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> don't, be, don't hump his leg. This is your moment. <laughs> Dude, the um, hottest kid in school just asked me to the prom. Seriously. Yeah, that's exactly what it felt like. But then... Um, so then we had a meeting with Will about snapshot stuff, and then I was just like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to pitch Offspring Fling to him as well. Uh, so I'm just like talking about snapshot. So I just sent him an email like, hey, Offspring Fling is a game that people said good things about, and I think it should be in the home of <laughs> And uh, yeah, it was, it was actually like a good response. He was just like, sure, let's talk about it sometime, and then we just went over the details. And then uh, that was like 
that was still like a few months before the actual bundle happened and then um it was just sort of like yeah this sounds good we'll put you on like you know we'll keep you in mind for future promotions i guess and then uh it was like around it was like coming up to christmas time they were like oh we have this bundle coming up and uh like snapshot is gonna be a main game and we were like okay (laughs) (laughs) and then uh and then he contacted me about offspring fling asking if i wanted to be a bonus game for offspring fling and of course i'm gonna say yes uh and then i felt like every so oh my god i remember because like they they were like okay the bundle's gonna happen on this day and so that means we need a Linux version. And I was like, okay. And that was like oh, two yeah. days before our flight to New York. And I was like, all right. So like, I didn't, I figured out how to install Linux. <laughs> and I, I like I have like a virtual like I use like a virtual box. I guess it's like a you can like install Linux within Windows and then launch into Linux inside this virtual box you, software. You taught yourself how to make a Linux port in two days. Well, is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay, so it was the game is made in Flash, so it's made easier in that sense that it's a very portable thing. But yeah, I was just like, I, I was just like, hey, Twitter, how, what's the best way to use Linux right now from like Windows? And so some people on Twitter helped me out, uh, as they always do. And uh, yeah, I started, I worked on it for like a day and I finished it and then I started packing to go to New York and then we left. And I just, I just sent them an email with the build. I was like, here's the final build, I guess. Here it is. And I, I kept waiting for the email. That was just going to be like, yeah, sorry, this isn't going to work out. Or like, even for like Snapshot, because we had the Linux build, like, it was basically, uh, it's like the scene in Indiana Jones where he slides under the door and grabs his hat. <laughs> like, the hat was Offspring Fling. <laughs> and Indiana Jones was Snapshot, pretty much, because we went right in at the last second with the Linux build. And uh, I, I don't know, like, in my paranoia, I just kind of felt like we were going to get this email that was just like, oh, sorry, guys, we're, we're going to bump you for Everything's some Everything's canceled. Time. Right, yeah, like... <laughs> And there's gonna be a Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. So I was so worried, and then when the bundle actually went live, I think when they when they showed us the icons for a Snapshot and Offspring Fling, like as like they actually made the icons for the bundle, I, I then felt more relieved. I was like, oh man, it's, it might actually happen. And then when the bundle launched, I felt it still feels surreal to me now, but. So your yeah. burn rate, you can live for like a thousand years, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm immortal now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? That's how indie games work, man. Yeah. You is, strike it big. His family's the reaction was hilarious, Kyle too. What did his family yeah. say? I'm curious. Because it's like, at first it's just like disbelief. Like, uh, yeah, all right, whatever's going on. And then it was like, wait, there's like actual numbers on this site. <laughs> well, didn't, yeah. didn't your dad say like, Kyle, you can't just let people pay with it. That's right. not going to work. <laughs> yeah, so like we flew back to New York and it was like the day after we got there. And uh, we were hanging out with my dad and... He was like, oh, how's Snapchat doing? And I was like, oh, it's doing okay, but we're doing, we're going to do this bundle thing pretty soon. And, like, I thought it was going to launch later that day. And it ended up not launching until the next day, I think. But he was like, okay, what's this bundle thing? And I'm like, okay, well, there's this thing called Humble Bundle, and they group a bunch of games together, and people can pay whatever they want. And some money goes to charity, and the rest of the money is divvied up between the developers. And he was like, well, what if people want to pay a penny? And I'm <laughs> like, well, they can pay a penny if they want to. And then I, I tried to, like, also say, like, but some people pay, like, way more than that. But he was just like, Kyle, you can't be just giving away your products for a penny. How are you going to make any money with this? And I, and I was just like, I don't, like, I was just like, they know what they're doing. Trust me. This is, like, an established thing. Um, and then, like, the day after the bundle launched, I just got a text message from him. And he's like, or it was a voicemail. He's just like, 
uh, Kyle, I'm looking at this humble bumble, <laughs> and it says it's over a million dollars. And he's like, "How much money are we talking for you here? Because we got to get your taxes in order." <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. Dads yeah. no, are the best. I, and I appreciate him looking out for me for sure. But like, yeah, I just thought it was really funny to like. Because, you know, they, my parents sort of understand what I do, but they don't really understand the world that I'm in. Like, the whole, like, selling games and sort of not having a, a job, I guess. You know, like, whenever I see uh, one of my aunts, she's always just like, oh, so, like, are there any jobs out there popping up maybe you want to <laughs> go for? And I'm just like, no. <laughs> um, I have a job. I'm self-employed. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, for them to see, like, this bundle, like, for them to see, like, Humble Bundle and, like, the actual numbers on the site and, like, how many people bought it. Like, that was eye-opening for them to see, like, you know, how how wide the world of, like, indie games is becoming, I guess. It's really but, cool. Yeah. So that, that was my Christmas vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. I just got the numbers today from, like, the all the PuzzleBot sales that happened right before Christmas. There's, like, three of them. And, like, there yeah. was... You know, modest compared to the Hubble bundle, but it's still like enough for me to live on for like months and months. So yeah, it's like, awesome. oh, thank God. You know, yeah, it's, it's Merry Christmas, cool. developers. Yeah, pretty, no, it, it yeah. is. Like, don't, it's no joke. Like, the Christmas sales pay our salary <laughs> pretty <laughs> yeah. much. No, sales are where it's at. Yeah. Um, Till July. Yeah. Till the next Steam sale. Mm. Yeah. Get in on that. Uh, you want to release a game, Steve? Yeah. And make some of this money? <laughs> No, yeah, it is really cool to have, like, I mean, in an alternate universe, like, Offspring Fling was not released as a commercial game. It was just, like, a Flash Portal game. And I'm really glad I'm not living in that universe, because I'd be so screwed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you would make a, a flat couple thousand dollars, yeah. and, and then you wouldn't own it anymore, right? Well, I would still own it, but it's just, like, the time of that game making money is over. Ah, Whereas yeah. Whereas now it's like a commercial game, so the time of that game making money is nearly infinite. It's got the long tail. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it becomes just like a couple bucks a week, it's still that's still income, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since you have like five games <laughs> in the pipe. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of that, um, one of the other things that's happened since then is the Global Game Jam. Yeah, Global uh, Game oh, Jam. Yeah. Oh yeah, Aaron was the keynote. I was the keynote. That was fun. Right. You guys didn't even see the keynote. Sorry, you were late. Late. Uh, <laughs> I watched it when I got there. Did you? Yes. I forgot to watch it because I got there. You guys there. already seen it though. I haven't seen it yet. Oh really? I'm a, I'm a bad oh. housemate. Oh. I saw a screenshot. That's of okay. It. I, bought, <laughs> I bought the humble bundle, but I haven't played your games yet. Oh uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, wow. haven't, I haven't beat either. Of your Real games. drama oh, going man. down in this indie. House. I downloaded them even, which is more than I do. Well, that's the thing, games. right? Is that like indie game developers like can never play each other's games because everyone's so busy. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's always at GDC. It's always like, hey, you released that game. I didn't play it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a hernia because I have to release this thing in three months. <laughs> But then maybe I'll take a vacation. I don't like vacations, though. I like working, so... Yeah. (laughs) My vacation is to work on a new game. Yeah. Until that becomes stressful. Yeah. Pretty much. Did Um, people laugh at the keynote? I wasn't actually there for it. Oh, right. Yeah, she... Yeah, she well, I got laughing. tweets from people I saying laughed. I laughed, so... And Corey laughs. Okay, that's all I care about, really. That's good. I, I drew a lot of fucking comics for that thing, so I hope people enjoyed it. The, the, <laughs> tor- got... the tortoise on the chariot was... Thank you. There's a couple mentions of turtles in there that I slept in. <laughs> turtles. I don't know why. I turtles. think turtles are funny. I like turtles. turtles. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the yeah. game jam went over really well over here, though. We had... Um, uh, so here in Arizona, game jams are usually held at a pretty uh, local university, UAT. 
and that's like a mostly game centric school and i think there were like 20 something games that were actually made wow. and like fully playable yeah, like 24... no one submitted a game that wasn't fully playable yeah i think the total was 24 like at least like game teams that finished i guess like they had like something presentable that's really um, cool. and there was like 100 judging people there. was like a nightmare <laughs> yeah did you win Kyle I did yeah. win. <laughs> I was surprised. My notes were like Kyle's game. No further comments. Oh yeah, because I didn't. I didn't title my game. I couldn't think of anything cool or whatever. Yeah, I basically made a Metroidvania in a weekend. You know, no. You should talk about your heartbeat thing and how funny that is. Oh, <laughs> I guess it's kind of funny. But yeah, so I have this weird anxiety about uh, sort of like knowing. I, I guess it's sort of like knowing what's going on inside my body. Like for some reason, like I'm paranoid about that kind of stuff. So when I was a kid, I had kind of. I had weird problems that doctors thought maybe it was related to my heart. So I had a lot of tests on my heart where I'd be laying in a table in a cold, dark room with a doctor just like, like basically like having a video of my heart on a monitor oh my and God. It, or like people watching it. And like, it was really loud and like beating and you know, they're not saying anything. They're not saying like, Oh, this is good or this is bad. <laughs> so I'm just like laying in terror. You know, I, I think they'd be how... able to pick that up on their test that they're terrorizing. <laughs> yeah, and cause I remember one time, like I kept like looking away from the screen, and the doctor was like, "Oh, do you want me to like, you know, like use headphones for this?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, think? yes, please." <laughs> so, so anyway, this paranoia that's kind of uh, related to like hearing my own heartbeat, and so when the theme was announced, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Because <laughs> they just play the theme sound, and it's just a heartbeat. So then the entire weekend, I'm trying to use the heartbeat as like in my game. And it's like giving me a mild panic attack. And then during the presentations, every game uses the heartbeat sound. Yep. So I'm, I'm like sweating profusely. <laughs> like I'm just sitting in the back row. Like I'm just like, holy shit, I'm going to have to leave the room in a couple games because I cannot take this anymore. And then uh, like when it, when it came time to give my presentation, like I was like shaking trying to play my game just because of all the heartbeat sound I had <laughs> for 40 hours straight. Unless you forget he won. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't sleep the second night either, so that was also adding to like why I was trembling during playing my game during the presentations. But yeah, that was my global game jam experience. <laughs> we were like, that weekend was us flying back from my parents to here after being on the road for two and a half months. We had so much packing to do. We <laughs> had like tour. we had like no time, so we both made something. We didn't finish, but. Yeah, it was like I was like sad I didn't get to finish a game for that. Yeah, we just kind of jammed at the kitchen table. But I made yeah, a random. It's not really the same. I made a random pretty <laughs> flower generator that I then like transferred over to Gravity Ghost, so now it has nice random flowers yes. in there. So Ooh. it's not a total loss. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yep. It essentially became like in smaller systems jam. Yeah, uh, I actually been wanting that in Gravity Ghost, but I had a, like an excuse to put it together, so that was yeah. I was thinking ahead. Yes. And then you, Corey, and you jammed on your projects. For a global game jam, right? Yeah, I was just working on growing yeah. the whole time. Yeah, which is another good use of game jams, just to show up and work on your thing. Mm-hmm. What did I even do? Added butterflies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Checked off a feature on the task list, butterflies complete. And then I think it was just a lot of, like, balancing stuff. Hmm. Um, I've officially gotten, like, gone off my task list. Like, that's done. So I'm just nice. on polish features. Oh, I didn't realize. Congratulations. Yeah, so you're getting close to a finished game. Maybe you should release and now, that. Yeah, I'm working on that. <laughs> now that I have two weeks to myself, I'm pretty excited. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, so let's talk about recent developments, if you want to. Uh, well, I quit my ASU job that uh, Steve had also quit previously. <laughs> See you, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> mm. The bridges um, we burn in these. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Fuck Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we need like a PR consultant at this table. <laughs> so it's like, it's like they'd be shaking their head constantly. <laughs> what, what can I say here? They're like shaking their whole upper body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no. There's like, yeah, I just felt like it was time to go work on my own stuff. Yeah, for sure. As one does. I, I mean, when I when I took the job, I said that that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it should not have been surprising when that's there what I did. There were not really illusions, yeah. But yeah. That's cool. So you have a new job lined up? Yeah, uh, so I'll be a web developer next for a little while. That's uh, cool. Which is interesting because I've never actually really worked as a web developer. That's fun. Um, I've used C-sharp a lot, and that's what I'll be using, so hopefully that... Translates yeah. over. You don't have to say where you applied, but tell them about your interview because that's <laughs> oh, man, so yeah. funny. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Um, for the non-indie side of the world, um, <clears throat> what was it? Oh, so I went in figuring that I had nothing to lose because if if I failed the interview, I already had a job. That well, I mean, at first you weren't even going to take the interview, right? Oh, yeah, I was like... I made a list of pros and cons that like, yeah. spanned four spreadsheets, I think. And, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> agonized over that for a weekend. Yeah. Finally decided it was worth their time to inter- interview with them. Um, and then I was just like, whatever, I'll just be myself. So I said fuck a bunch of times and like <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sat back in my chair and was hanging out and, and chatting up, like chatting it up with them. And uh, but what was what was the question you asked them also? Oh, and yeah, and then like during the actual me interviewing them part, which almost went on longer than. The actual interview, um, I was I was asking them like, oh, what do you guys like like What do you guys like least about working here? And they all sat back and they're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> interesting yeah. question. You put them on blast. <laughs> um, and then they gave thoughtful responses to that, so that was helpful too. Um, but yeah, I got email feedback like the night of that was like, you're the first candidate to ever drop the F-bomb in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> we like that. <laughs> and they Words are the wise. This is supposed to show you that everything they tell you about how to take a job interview is just bullshit. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it's just like they're, they're, they want to see if you fit in with the company. So you just, the answer is just to be yourself. So. Right. Yeah. And you totally did that. And I was that. really happy that I did. Well, yeah, because you walked in knowing that you could walk away. Mm-hmm. And it would be fine. That's so where like, all your power comes from in a negotiation right. is your yeah. ability to walk away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah, that's pretty awesome because it's like they're like, "Cool, you dropped the f bomb. Here's an offer for a job." <laughs> this is also like my first technical like software interview, uh, so that was kind of nerve wracking as well. Oh yeah, because you had to do like the test. I didn't realize test. you had a like a, an applied part of the interview. That's cool. How did that go down? Uh, pretty well. When I didn't know things, I just said I didn't know it. But I could Google this in two minutes, and then I would know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, like, much. yeah, I mean, they, they don't want to work with the person who's going to be, like, the who thinks they know it all, right? They want yeah. to be the person that's, like, not afraid they don't know how to do something. And it kind of made me realize, like, how much stuff I do know. Like, all the mm-hmm. C-sharp.net questions. I was like, that yeah, I know good. what Link is. Like, <laughs> Teaching is cool. good for that, too. You can't... You can't get down on yourself yeah. too long, like, oh, I don't know anything. If people are asking you questions, you're like, I have to figure I, this I out. I can answer yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good for the soul. One of the things that was actually, like, <laughs> most empowering for a while was when you were working on the card game, and you were asking me questions, and I was like, I know the answer to that. You, you knew know all the know. answers. Yeah, <laughs> very thankful for that. And I didn't yeah. lose the source after all, so yay. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you're quite the Unity de- pro Maven. developer now. Well, good, because I'm leaving the industry with it. I'm done! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, I'm out, bitches. Just kidding. Look for growing on my blog in like a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Great. Yeah. Do you have, damn, you have a sound guy? I, I do. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm working with 
uh, Ryan Roth, who may or not may or may not ever listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, he also does the sound for uh, Mike Todd, our currently missing fifth roommate. <laughs> yeah, where is that guy? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's in Canada. Yeah, he floats about. Yeah, yeah. he's like a. Nomad. Yeah. He's trying to like. He is a uh, mercurial. Something. He comes and goes at his own time. He's like a goose. Comes in. Oh yeah, that was that was something interesting. Teaching teaching another fully grown adult to how to drive. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Michael taught them how to drive while he was here. Yeah. Well, no, a little bit before he was here, but he hadn't had a license before. Yeah. But because we don't live in a city with public transport the way he's used to. Yeah, yeah, we have some, but it's not going to really... You uh, you want to go to ASU? We got you covered. Right. <laughs> Anyone else? We have a light rail. has a lot of drunks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Some of them were students. All right, so that kind of brings us up to date, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's see. You're finishing your game. It's... I need to get a fifth game before GDC out, because that was my promise to myself. And you're not even planning to like show them at GDC, which I find funny. Just like, no, that's just your deadline yeah, to yourself. They're not cool enough, I don't think. I mean, there's... Oh, there's... listen to this guy. <laughs> they're just small games. Like, I don't know. Not really anything. I mean, they're just dumb games. There's video games. Video games. Is it going to be the heartbeat game, for sure? No, not for sure. Okay. Like, if I can't finish my Global Game Jam game on time to the point where I want it to be, I'm just going to... Uh, I'm just, I, I have a game on standby that's like 99% <laughs> done, and if I just go back and polish it up a little bit, I can just release that, so. You can make an art game, they can do that in like Yo! zero hours. Yeah, fucking take that art games. Slam <laughs> 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 on art games out of nowhere. <laughs> no, art games are cool. I'm gonna get some guys. angry emails. <laughs> Yay, people listen to me. Yeah, that'd be cool. It'd be cool to get an email about this podcast. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Retweet this shit. Yeah. Well, no, that's not true. We, we, often, we often get feedback from Andy Moore. Yeah, Andy Moore is a great, great feedback giver, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're here now doing this podcast, and that's where we are. Back in Arizona. So, what else it, happened it today? today? It snowed today. It snowed today. I like shit, yeah. in Arizona. I like how Fucking one of our Facebook today. friends Hailed. was taking the no. snow as a sign that we will date him now. Yes. Sorry, I was just totally talking to you. You totally talked. It's okay. Sorry. One of our Facebook friends, I won't name him, but he took the sign that it snowed in Phoenix today as a, as a sign that women will start dating him now. <laughs> you know, like hell freezing over type of thing. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, when hell freezes over, right. he's like, some women owe me some dates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's not a good attitude. Mm. Uh, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, around. Cupid style. <laughs> mm. Up around, like, Indian Bend and the 101. Right? That's where it was? No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we saw the hail. Northern Scottsdale area. Yeah. There's supposed to be that global warming I heard so much about. Uh, yeah. It's not global warming, you idiot. It got colder. <laughs> no, yeah. It was a picture of like a blanket of snow. Like an actual like... Yeah. Wow. They called layer. it soft hail because apparently it's not snow. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like Corey, yeah. Corey was like, oh, do you want to go drive up and see it? And I'm just like, have you seen Arizona drivers in rain? Tiny pellets of ice are falling from this guy. This won't end well. He talked me out of it. Yeah, so he was like, getting a haircut, but I was out playing in the hail. He ran nice. outside with his uh, haircutting poncho on, and we're like running around. And, <laughs> and the other ladies getting haircuts are like, "What the? <laughs> what are these people doing? They're having fun and enjoying their lives." <laughs> How dare ye? Like, Everyone must be as sad as me. That reminds me of this time we were at the wine bar, and I went outside because there was a thunderstorm. And I was just like so excited that there was lightning. Yeah. I was just like so pumped that I'm just gonna watch lightning for like a half hour. And this guy comes out and he's just like, "Hey, buddy, you got a light?" 
And I was just like, oh, what, what? No, sorry. And he's just like, well, aren't you under smoking? And I was like, no. No, I got a lightning. And, I, and he's like, and he's kind of looked at me like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, I'm watching the lightning. Just like, it was so obvious to me that it's so yeah. fucking awesome. And he, he gave me like the weirdest fucking look. Like, he just kind of like did one of those like weird, like, I'm going to like recede my head back into my neck look. And then, <laughs> and then like, look you up and down and then turn around and go back inside. I was like, whatever, man. Lightning rules. Yeah. <laughs> this guy's high as a kite. <laughs> yeah, this guy's fucking blitzed. <laughs> He's on blast. <laughs> That's not a sink. <laughs> Exposed. Uh, yep. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna so go smoke snowed. my death stick. This guy's weird. <laughs> okay, so it snowed. Whoa. And, Whoa. Um, There's snow on top of Superstition. Yeah, that was interesting. We hiked up oh, there. Oh, cool. There was lingering snow in the shade. Oh, when you Ooh, went last week. We went on Valentine's Day. Nice. As we do. Yeah. As we do. Is that like a two-year tradition? It's a three-year tradition, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So, so romantic actually... up there. Around, okay, so romantic away from all the people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was awesome because it was a weekday, so yeah. there's literally no one else. Nice. We saw a few people on the way up, but like we got to the top and there was nobody. Yeah, we had the whole flat iron to ourselves just like ran around. Yeah. Even when we go up South Mountain during Fourth of July, there's like usually nobody else there. And it's yeah. Like, really? Like. Just... Don't say that's oh, so loud. No, all of our. We go up. I mean, Sixth watch... of July. <laughs> yes. We that's... watch all the fireworks because that's how we roll. Yeah, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> if you're not on top of a mountain during Fourth of July, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Then one year we we actually saw the Hubble go over. Oh yeah. That was the that was the highlight for me. I didn't care about the fireworks after that. Our friend who's an astrophysicist was like, oh, there's the Hubble. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you can have like that. He he was using like the one of like the apps that just like tracks like all the. Movies oh, the I thought he was just looking at the time. Like he's that up on what oh, satellites are doing. I don't know because there's apps that will show you like when oh, okay. when like satellites and stuff will show up. Gotcha. Um, because one of my, my roommate in college used to. Before there were apps, and he just went on his website that would have like a, a like a, basically like a table of when these like weird satellites would reflect sunlight. Huh. Um, it's like these weird abandoned satellites that would sometimes, in their rotation, would reflect the sun in a way that even makes during them... the day. No, it was, it was always at night. Okay. You can see them during the day too, but it would be like a super bright streak in the sky. Oh. So we would like drive out to like the most darkest place we could find, and, and he would just like point at the sky during you know like the times and then like a giant flare would start up in the sky and then burn out it was wow, so weird wow that sounds really cool yeah it's super let's neat let's do that <laughs> yeah that... the Leonides yeah can we do that <laughs> maybe yeah you still know that guy yeah no, I know can you talk... be his friend again yeah totally <laughs> for us <laughs> and hey. that satellite website <laughs> Peter cool. Jeff sorry Jeff <laughs> I want to say Chet <laughs> okay yeah. So then the PS4 thing was today. Oh, yeah. I guess we're so obligated to talk about that. Well, well, no, it was weird. Did you guys see it? I no. didn't watch it. I saw it via the Twitter <laughs> reflection. Sure, yeah. That was, that was interesting. It's like staring into the sun. Okay, so, so it, was like, it was like pretty typical stuff, like explosions, kill zone, whatever. And then fucking Jay Blow walks out. Oh, man. <laughs> it was like, what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Jay Blow yeah. or Jay Lo? No, Jay Blow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. sorry, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> She's disappointed. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, I guess uh, I have to do something to follow up all them explosions. Yeah, that was really Which funny. just set the internet on fire. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> I, I did a cursory review of the comments. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. No, that's, it's that's exactly okay. what you'd expect, right? I'd, yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. Like, that kind of reaction is kind of, I guess, expected, but 
I'm sure it will not reflect the people that yeah. are actually gonna oh, like, no. fucking love the witness. Stop everything! This man is single-handedly ruining video games. Yeah. <laughs> Allow me to express my feelings about that. Right. In Do an not mature adult him. way. He will ruin everything we like. <laughs> witness looks really good. I'm looking forward to it a lot. Yeah, damn! It looks like a visual upgrade has happened on all fronts. It looks amazing now. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty. It's pretty crazy how like I would be so terrified to be, to be like running a project of that size. So like mad props, like because yeah. <laughs> Braid is pretty much just him and David Hellman just doing the art, right? Yep. So now he has like this big team, yep. and stuff. Architects. And yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And I forget everything else that happened at the conference. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so then Media Molecule showed some kind of crazy thing. Yeah. And I don't understand what was happening. They basically was... they showed something like well, first they were they were talking about sculpture and they were like you know hey you used to move to sculpt stuff and it'll be fun and they. They kind of like had a like a, a like a wetter kind of weirder sloppier sculpting thing with more polygons, so it looked cooler. I guess. Yeah. It was easier to make things that looked cool. Yeah. Than just like. Well, a, that's why everybody's talking about polygons. A weird blarb. No, I think poly, I think polygons came from some comment about like some guy just talking about like he can't wait for them to be like, just way more polygons on the screen or something. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that thing was looked interesting. I was kind of, I had no idea it was happening. When they were like puppeteering yeah. people made out of the clay stuff, yeah, and they were all playing instruments, and mm. so it was like showing the members of Media Molecule with moves like puppeteering, and then they all like started playing a song together, yeah, and it was like, excuse me, Jesus, <laughs> that was perfect. We can edit that out. Fix <laughs> <laughs> that in post. <laughs> yeah, but it was just it was just like well, I don't understand what's happening. So you like make your sculpture, and then I guess you you like press a button, and it tries to like make bone it for you so that you can move it or well uh, bone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Both of the girls did that. I'll bone it for you. Well, no, it's like a creative it's thing. Yeah. It's just like one of those things where it's just like, hey, you can create HR stuff. Person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. HR person, a PR person, they're all like, no. <laughs> but all your mom's verts are weighted to my bones. <laughs> Your mom has 10,000 polys. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all weighted to my one bone. But this kind of stuff got Corey a job, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. We're, yeah, none of us is hireable, but... Yeah, we're not. <laughs> for the right amount of money. <laughs> Did I tell you Jay Blow shot me an email last week because he read my dev blog and he thought the buildings didn't look right for how the gravity would work on these tiny planets? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. He's right, he's totally right. I, haven't, <laughs> I need to write back and be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> He's your gravity consultant now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I didn't have any staff architects to tell me how I should actually build on top Oh, of shit. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I should uh, see if they're busy. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably busy. I just got a second. I got some gravity stuff over here. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was such a trip to see, like, someone we know, an yeah. indie, just, like, pop up at the PS4, like, crazy press conference, which is usually entirely just... Talking heads. Yeah, it's usually like this guy you saw, this guy at Activision who like, right. you would never a talking heard of. He's not really like coding or arting or designing anything. Yeah, know? and he got to put a little bit of his message out there. And of course, predictably, like the commenters on the internet were enraged by how pompous he was, et cetera, et cetera. Sure, blah, just blah, because blah. he's like making fun of all the explosions and kills them, which is like funny though. It's like if you take <laughs> your, if you take. If you take it so seriously that you're gonna get mad at like somebody's like taking a quick jab at it for fun, then it's just like I don't know, you can't be <laughs> chill. You're out, out of the conversation. Yeah, he's yeah. got to chill out. Like <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it, it did basically just look like kills. And although you you have to say uh, in the favor of all the games that were shown, they have color again. They're not all just like faded yeah, out you know, sepia tone. <laughs> uh, a couple of them did have color. 
I like you know I'm thinking back at like the kill zone thing, and I feel like there's a lot of orange because there's a lot of explosions. But like, oh man, it it still felt in my memory. It's still really gray. Like I don't know. Maybe I'm just not remembering it that well. But well, it's less gray than it was. Sure. Which yeah. is nice. What was the one? Was it called Destiny? Oh, yeah, they showed thing. the bungee thing, which is confusing to me. Lee Alexander called it Halo with coats. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, you know, it's like, they just kind of want to make that kind of game. So, you know, go for it, I guess. I'd say want is a strong word. I mean, well. Well, you don't think they want to do that kind of stuff? Well, I, I mean, don't you feel like if you're bungee and you bought yourself out of Microsoft for billions millions of dollars or whatever sure. you need a project that will secure the future of your company oh i see what are you gonna make yeah what everyone loves you for yeah yeah i guess so but i mean like they could just really like making like console shooter stuff i don't know yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with that yeah I, I, like... I mean i view everyone through my own lens and i just look at that and i'm just like oh god i feel bad for them making another space shooter yeah well <laughs> uh, some people uh, like space shooters yeah yeah we, don't, we no. in this house do not understand no, no, I, that but I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking about like if you if you lived with Halo for your entire career would you really want to make sure. another this thing that millions of people like why would we keep working on it <laughs> no I mean, for you personally making yeah. the same thing over and over again that just... people love yeah, 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 yeah okay. I mean to me it's just weird that they're it, it's still baffling to me how so many people can play FPS on a console that's, that's my thing, right? So, yeah, I mean, those of us who grew up playing Counter-Strike in the yeah. real tournament, it's like, mm, yeah. I don't know, okay. Yeah, and Quake and all that. Like, to me, like, it just feels like the F, like FPS as a genre has just gone backwards from what I expected it to go, and so I'm just constantly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I still play under Tournament Tales before. Son, uh, I am disappointed. <laughs> I'm playing okay. a lot of Skyrim, and I'm an mm. archer this time. I started a new game, and like... Having to aim that thing super accurately is really fun, you know. I can't yeah. imagine having an analogous experience on the the you know the console or with the controller or whatever, you know. It's like, and I have this perk now where I can hold my breath and it zooms in the camera and it slows time fifty percent, so I can like sniper them and it's just like, oh man. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's like, and I, it, like if you miss, you miss. Like the game doesn't help you at all, you know. It's like you can miss them by like a hair and it still doesn't count. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah, because do they notice if you do that? Like yeah, no, okay. they if if you're in sneak mode, the little eye opens up and they're looking for you now oh, you know okay, cool. it's like the stakes are really high because you get two times damage if you hit them from a sneaking like a sneak attack yeah, yeah. and if you miss they you don't get that advantage and then they come and find you especially like if you're i don't know at least for me i haven't been leveling up my health very much so if they come and find me then i'm pretty much done i have a I have a little assistant who runs ahead and takes a bunch of damage for me and I shoot everybody with arrows <laughs> yeah, you have a tank or whatever yeah no and if he like goes into his like you know, I'm tired squat, then yeah. I'm, like, screwed. Yeah. <laughs> take a knee. Take a knee, boy. Like, like, pulled his calf muscle. He's like, ah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've been hit with a lot of flames lately. I'm going to have a sit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit this off. Uh, if you're going to go get some food, I need a Gatorade. I think I caught vampiritis. Itis. That's, like, almost literally what they called it. You've caught, like, vampiritis. I didn't even... I saw that go up, and I'm like, whatever. And then, like... <laughs> Like three days go by and it's getting worse every day. I'm like, this is like being sick. I'm like, I think this is yeah. getting worse. I think I should go to a doctor. <laughs> and then I wake up and it says you are like a blood star vampire. And I'm like, what yeah. is this? And I Google it and it's like, most NPCs will no longer talk to you because they're afraid of you. I'm like, how did this happen? Yeah, it's because I didn't go to the doctor. I guess. <laughs> you didn't get the in there. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but. Hmm. Well, you know, I don't think my insurance better healthcare. Yeah, I don't think my insurance <laughs> covers vampiritis. Right. I'm certain it doesn't. <laughs> Deaditis. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like, it puts that responsibility into the hands of you, and it's mm -hmm. like a really good 
like I think that the mouse is just going to be the best input device for FPS for a long time. And like an like when I whenever I play a shooter with the console controls where it's like I'm using the right stick to move around, it just kind of feels like I'm not the person uh, that's like in the game. Instead, I'm like this this uh, character like I'm I'm like a floating ghost outside of the character, and I'm just trying to shove them in the right direction. Like okay, I'm gonna push right in the, on, the, on the control stick, and now I'm just kind of like shoving them to like rotate to the right. And it's really easy to just push them too far and not, <laughs> or not enough. And then so that's when, like, the auto-aim comes in and corrects me. Um, but it just Here feels... you go, baby. Yeah. Yeah, when it, yeah, well, here comes the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's the other thing. Like, the fact that it necessitates auto-aim, like, yeah, to yeah. play. Yeah, that's like, that's kind it. of a... Yeah, it, I remember when... Uh, you know, auto-aiming in F- FPS is on PC with the mouse. You get kicked from the game for that. Right, yeah. That's, we called that cheating. <laughs> yeah, we called that cheating back when I was a kid. Uh, that was fighting words. Yeah. But it, it just it we feels like... We bunny hopped um, through the snow backwards. Yeah, and rocket jumped all the way. both ways, yeah. two yeah. and a half miles. Yeah. Bunny hop school. Yeah. So like, what we're talking about, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just feels like I'm disconnected from the experience when I'm playing with like a controller. But uh, I remember when, uh, when Fear came out, that game Fear, it's like a F-E-A-R... Uh, there was a video. F3. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, just, yeah. you just spelled it. Um, when uh, when they came out, they had a they had a video comparing the PC version and the uh, console versions, and the enemies in the console version would were literally just standing there and not doing like much of anything at all because like apparently when they were testing the game on consoles, like players couldn't hit the enemies if they were behaving like they were the PC version because in the PC version they were like rolling in the cover and like constantly like flanking you and stuff and like doing all this crazy shit um, but they had to seriously tone it down for the for the controller. It makes it seem more like cold-blooded murder if the people are just standing there. <laughs> They're just waiting for their for their bullets. Yeah. While you have infinite health and can mm-hmm. do no they wrong. The they, they're all just standing there with their number ticket. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> uh, My fifty two. Yes. I'm up. I'm up. <laughs> headshot. Yeah. Can I get a headshot, please? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Am I in health? Is this health? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So what else happened at the PS4 thing? Well, okay. So yeah, the Destiny thing is interesting. That one more thing I wanted to to ponder at was like they're they're very focused on social and social social social. That was like yes. the, the buzzword for the PS4 thing. And it's seeing people. I play video games because I don't like people. <laughs> Why is it so hard? Well, it's interesting to me, right? Because <laughs> multiplayer games are I always view as like an interesting distraction and it's fun for the time when people are interested in playing them because it always seems to be like a limited time and space yeah like right now we're playing mech warrior online which would be interesting to talk about more later because it's the first free-to-play game that i actually have enjoyed mm-hmm. interesting um but but like single player i mean i was i was an only child and, and like so i would just come home from elementary school and just play final fantasy for like five hours yeah and so i, I just kind of view video games as like a single player like meditative experience yeah how i like them too like a one-on-one experience of like the game and you mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i don't know it's it's weird so so pushing all this social stuff i don't know if i feel good about it because i don't i don't want my phone to nag me about like something that's happening in a game that i'm playing i want to get yeah. up and then i'm in control and the game's not bugging me and when i want to play it i come back and sit down again right yeah i mean people have talked about this stuff before but i, I don't i don't like the idea that games will intrude on my real life and in, unless in there's a really good reason for them to do it, like like uh, that EA game from ten years ago that would like call you and leave messages and was like weird. Oh you know. yeah, what was that? It had a I single single word name. 
can't remember it. Yeah, me and Corey apparently have never heard of this. We got like the one. It, it was so it was like a weird adventure game thing, uh, and you would sign up for it, and then you would give them all your like contact info, and it would like send you mail or like. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a arg or whatever. Yeah, it was like the proto arg, and it yeah. totally bombed, but it was awesome. Huh. Yeah, I never. I, I only remember hearing about it from like from whispers on the wind you know yeah. before like internet was really like talking about games a lot did you actually play it steve that's uh, awesome. i i my roommate played it huh. and so i got to experience um creepy phone calls and stuff it was neat yeah that's really weird yeah i mean it my, would be my useful college roommate if, if like the social thing was like hey you have a match schedule with your friends for this game tonight here's an hour mm. reminder that would be cool Leg that... legacy i think maybe it was called mm. something like that sorry i was finished okay <laughs> No, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's kind of interesting, because, like, like, to me, like, back in the day, like, social gaming was just having, like, a team for a game, or, like, a clan or whatever, and then having matches, and then, like, practicing with your team, and, like, hanging out in IRC, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so MechWare Online actually feels like that to me. Okay, yeah. Right. It feels like, it, it's, I haven't come across a single person in the entire game, in the entire time we've been playing, which is, like, 10 or 12 hours or something now, mm. of someone griefing. Sure. No one griefs at all because everyone spends so much time like building their mechs and like thinking about oh, it yeah. and like everyone like sticks together. You know, you don't have to tell people to do it. It's it's weird. It's like they don't have to be bribed into it because the the, the stakes are high and it's clear what. Our needs next to podcast, our guest should be a seventeen year old, so we can find it if we're just. Oh, old, yeah, we don't like <laughs> yeah, this. seriously. Uh, it's like a counterpoint. <laughs> we might get in trouble. I mean, Mech Warrior yeah. still has like a couple of people who like complain at the end of a match or something, but uh, yeah, it feels like a more mature audience in general. Yeah, which is weird for a game that's open Free? to everyone. Yeah. Well, it's like, so the thing is, what I was thinking of when we were talking about the social stuff and how it used to be when I, when, I guess, we played internet games a couple years ago, it's like you were only visible when you wanted to be. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, and, like, the thing that makes me really irritated about modern multiplayer games is that you create an account and you're tied to that account and yeah. your name cannot be changed and that kind of stuff. Like, I do not like that. I liked mm. it where it was more like, your name can be whatever you want. There's no accounts. There's no tracking you. There's no stat tracking. There's none of this, like, like there's none of this shit where it's like you turn on your Xbox and everyone on your friends list knows that you're now online and watching Netflix or playing Street Fighter. And that, that, that's cool when I want to be, like, mm. uh, you know, when I want to communicate with people. But, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I just feel like I don't even want people to know, like, what I'm doing. At that, at any, mm, like, why do people have to know what I'm doing all the fucking time? Mm. Like, I just want to turn on my Xbox and not have it send out... A broadcast, everyone, like, Kyle turned on his Xbox, he's playing Street Fighter, why is he still playing Street Fighter? <laughs> Shouldn't he be working on his games? <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I can't even, like, try out Facebook games anymore, is because as soon as I do, it's like spamming everyone's feed. I'm like, I don't want this. And you used to work at a Facebook game company, which I find hilarious. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I, I liked trying, like, some of the newer ones out and stuff, but now it's just gotten to the point that it's like... Yeah, and this is obnoxious. Like, I don't want everyone seeing what I'm playing all the time. Yeah. It's interesting. It just feels like the, the designers are not wielding that tool in a mature way. It just feels like, hey, uh, we don't really know what we're doing, so we're just going to blast shit everywhere all the time, and we're, <laughs> we're going to ask you about it as least as we can because yeah. we see it's stickier to do it this way, and the more you people talk about it the more it spams their feeds the more people play yeah you had a lot of nice things to say about the business model for the mech warrior game yeah well it's mech warrior is an example of a game where free to play actually is a pretty good fit because a huge part of playing mech warrior is building your mech and getting the configuration right and dicking around with it and uh you can 
just play a whole lot and get a bunch of one type of currency and you can buy a mech and you can outfit it and stuff. Uh, but actually, it's it's I think it's more fun to put in your 15 bucks or whatever. It gives you enough to buy your mech and whatever parts you want to put on it. But it does make you think really hard about how you're going to build your mech and you become really attached to it. So it's almost like like you're buying your mech, not the game. The game is like always there. Yeah. And so it gives you a certain amount of attachment and it... You know, it fits really well with the fiction of building the mechs and thinking about how to put them together. And because they have so many possibilities, you don't just see the super optimized one thing that everyone plays all the time. Sure. But the other thing that's good about that is, like, you're limited by your tonnage, too. So it's like, it's not just like you're getting better by buying more. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just getting more branched out. The, the playing field is even with respect to the tonnage because the way the matchmaking works is uh, it'll look at the number of a certain type of mech that's in a match, so small, medium, or large, and it just matches that. But yeah, large, it's like battle tech or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. a battle tech rule. So, so it's like the large mechs, there's three different kinds of them, though, and there's like an infinite variety of ways that you can outfit your mech I also yeah. like your inside that, so it's really interesting. And... I like your observation that it's a, because it's a free game, there's always people playing also. Right, so I believe that, that one of the really good things about free-to-play, one of the few good things that I've seen thus far, is that you know it, it kind of solves the problem of influx of new players, right? Because mm -hmm. most multiplayer online games peter out after a while. So the free-to-play thing does address that pretty well, I think. Yeah. Yes. One time we figured out what microtrans is actually good for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just I feel like it's an example a of a microtrans game that it has player skill. And most of your success in the game is your player skill, but there's also like... Yeah, that's interesting. It's like... I feel like League did that too, though. Okay, I haven't played any of that. Well, League oh. rotates what's free, right? Yeah, I mean, it's the same way they do with the mechs in... Okay. In, so, yeah, in they give you four trial mechs that you can't customize, but you can just play with them as much as you sure. want, and they rotate those on a bi-weekly basis or something. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I just don't understand how they get around, like, pay-to-win. Like, free-to-play, pay-to-win. Because, because everything is, like... It's you customize it so you can pick which weapons you want, but they're all inherently like valuable and like have trade offs, so everything's equal and it's just a lateral change every time you customize it. Sure, okay, so like so if it, I... it, it, it's helpful if you want to min max, like if you want to go really crazy, you could spend a ton of money min maxing to like try and find the best possible mech, mm -hmm. but in the end, it doesn't actually help you that much. Yeah, so like, you are you saying well? that like, yeah, well, I mean, could a trial mech take down a customized? Yeah, for sure. Oh Happens yeah, absolutely. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. usually it's like in games that do free to play, it's just like, like Battlefield. And Battlefield Three isn't free to play, but a lot of the shit in the game you could unlock either through money or time, and it just felt so discouraging to play when somebody would just snipe you from across the fucking planet because they had this baller-ass sniper rifle with night vision right. thermal rays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because, not because they paid 10 bucks, but it's because they played the game for 200 hours before you got the game. Right. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, and it seems really weird to me to put any sort of, uh, like, I don't know, like, to... to Allow you to have an unfair advantage. From the start that. of a multiplayer match. Yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's like... When I think when I think of like buying weapons and stuff in games, I think of like Counter Strike, where it's like everyone starts with eight hundred dollars at the beginning of the rounds, yeah. at the beginning of the match, and it's all self-contained within the bounds of that server and within the bounds of that uh, like match, right? So. So in Mech Warrior, the eight hundred dollars is the tonnage of the mechs. Okay. Yeah. And they're talking about having modes that it's like you have to fill a dropship. Okay. So it's like there's max five hundred tons. Mm -hmm. 
and you have to fill that dropship with you can have as many mechs as you want so you mm -hmm. can you get to choose which players go and like what mechs and stuff but you're hard capped at that amount so you could have one giant heavy mech and like two tiny ones or you can have like a bunch of tiny yeah. ones i want yeah i wonder if the tonnage really makes a huge difference because like actually, it appears I, to basically yeah 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 because like i'm thinking about like if that were applied to like battlefield 3 and like the team had a pool of points, a pool of points, from. and yeah. if somebody had the crazy thermal sniper rifle, that Someone takes else nothing. Yeah, yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. So there is like player experience bonuses that you get. So you get mm -hmm. like a speed boost of five percent if you unlock all the things of this <laughs> thing. You know, if you played a million games or whatever. Oh god. So like Matthew has everything unlocked, but it actually doesn't. It it doesn't make much difference. I think the actual secret sauce that makes it not make much of a difference is the fact that, um, in Mech Warrior. They've tuned it really well so that you're horrendously punished if you do something stupid. Sure. It, it's like the Flaming Hunters. They have, yeah, they, yeah, they've yeah. designed the game around that kind of play. Yeah. So, like, if you run ahead of the group and you get caught by just, like, two other mechs that are exactly like yours, yeah, you're, you're completely fucked in, like, ten yeah. seconds. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like a, you're piloting a mech. You're not, like playing an fps yeah you can't just like run back once yeah. if you screw up like so you need to move do they not run backwards no they do but it's it's, <laughs> but it's like slower. 15 seconds to go from full yeah. forward to full backwards interesting yeah it's that like sounds like a lot of fun i should play that with you guys yeah it's really fun you guys are making me yeah. think of that feel good movie with the fighting robots where they like training it like it's rocket <laughs> <laughs> i do feel really good about my i have a, a stalker build that i really like <laughs> with nice. the dinosaur <laughs> Oh man, my stalker makes <laughs> makes people so sad. Yeah, I made it look like the Jurassic Park logo. <laughs> I, I paid like one real world dollar so I could get the special bones paint job. I was totally worth it. I saw I saw it in the game and I didn't have the names turned on and I'm like, oh, that's Steve. <laughs> Even if you didn't know he did that, but you knew it was Steve. And I charged into battle singing the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> Never it's a bad time. Weird battle song. Na, na, na. It's like, it's like one of those tragic battle montages. Yeah, with the sad song. Yeah. And the cherry blossom petals are falling. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is going to end so badly. Oh, that sounds beautiful, man. But I, really I, saw, I saw The Last Samurai, who is for some reason Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Not an whenever, Asian guy, as you might expect. Yeah, whenever the cherry blossom is. They started falling, petering out near the yeah. end. Yeah, I imagine that drum that goes like. Like rolling it in your hands. Yeah. But the, the other thing that's nice about Mech Warrior is like it's not tied into any of your social networks, so it really is just like, hey guys, yeah. we're on Skype, let's start up a game. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I just can't stand the fact that it's like, everyone should know what you're doing all the time so they can share and you can share and everyone can share and everyone can fucking. It's know like these people don't know what fun is. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it feels like. So I tweeted. I tweeted. Is anyone else feeling comfortable with the idea that? your favorite content will just be nagging you all the time on every yeah. platform ever. And Hanford responded. <laughs> and he was like, he's like, oh yeah, I mean, that was my nickname for my ex-girlfriend. And man, it was awful when she nagged me. <laughs> that was really like, my, my favorite content. <laughs> <laughs> Is that in like sarcastic quotes? <laughs> yeah, that's my, mm. I was making sarcastic, you could hear it in my voice yeah. when I did the sarcastic quotes. Mm. It was a sarcasm tag. Yeah. HTML. <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that. Yeah. I remember people saying that. Oh. Late nineties humor. It's like if your joke isn't funny enough that people get that it's sarcastic, then maybe don't say it. <laughs> it's like a five year old. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. Five so year old. I'd be proud of if my kid means. was like being sarcastic at five, I'd be proud of that. Like actually sarcastic. Yeah. But actually one one thing uh I'll is... you away ambulance. <laughs> that's so cute. The uh so like streaming from the console. Which I find pretty interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah, I didn't really follow that part. Okay, so I was dipping in and out. Yeah, so 
you can stream gameplay video, I guess, from, I think they said it at a hardware level, so it's like any game's capable of it. And uh, if you didn't know, streaming is taking off, maybe not like big time, but it is rapidly growing. And it's just basically people just streaming their games and their experiences. And uh, I don't know, it's just like the feeling of, it's like when I was in college, just the feeling of walking down the hallway to somebody's to room to watch them play Resident Evil 4, like as a yeah. group in a dark room. It's sort of like that. So it's like you can tune in on Twitch TV or whatever to like somebody playing, you know, there's people playing scary games if you want to watch somebody get their, like the shit scared out of them. <laughs> yeah. or there's, there's people playing like, if you want to watch like, you know, StarCraft 2 or League of Legends or Dota 2, you can watch like, you know, high level competitive games. But it's just like, there's something about watching people play games uh, that's like strangely compelling. And especially if that person is like also on the screen and you're seeing their reaction and their, their experience. Um, and then on Twitch and stuff, you can interact with the streamer, with the chat, and that adds, like, a shitload of, of like, I don't know, just uh, interest to it. But it's really interesting that, that uh, like, I think that, like, the new Call of Duty game on the Xbox can now stream directly on Twitch. Oh, okay. Like, they built that into the game where you can just log into your Twitch account from Call of Duty. So you don't have to do with a video capture card Yeah, you don't have to use the shit. Black Intensity Pro, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's Black Magic or something like that. I don't know. Uh, you, you, you just sound like you're listening up pornos. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not. Uh, but uh, what's interesting to me is that I think about like there was this uh, speedrunning marathon called Awesome Games Done Quick, and it happened in like early January. Hmm. And it's basically you know, all these speedrunners coming together from across the fucking world uh, to this one place in in Maryland, and they stream for like a week straight, not taking breaks. Like they're streaming twenty four hours a day for seven days all speedruns and they're just doing it to raise money for cancer research hmm. it's really like cool. fucking amazing that these people would take their like speedrunning skills and be like what can we do with this oh i know let's, let's fucking raise money for cancer like it's fucking awesome so they had so like the previous year in 2012 they had i think it was something like on their stats page and i might get this completely wrong it was around like they were talking about how they uh they had maybe like 15,000 peak users on the stream. Yeah. And they were like super excited about that. And they ended up raising around like 100 grand. Cool. Um, and then in 2013, which is this past one, they peaked at 55,000 viewers. Oh, nice. And they raised almost half a million dollars. Shit. Wow. So it's like, if that's any indication of how much streaming is, is going is growing, upward, yeah. Then I think Sony and whatever other, like if Microsoft includes it in the Xbox 360, then that's, that's going to be super smart. To include the ability just to like log into Twitch or and Sony said they're partnering with Ustream, which is really weird because nobody uses Ustream anymore. Sorry, Ustream. <laughs> like at least not for games. Nobody's right, okay. streaming games on Ustream. Everyone is streaming on Twitch. Because yeah. Twitch makes it super easy and it's super clean and it and it just works really well. But Which kind of indicates so, that someone else might have a deal with Twitch. What? Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. It's like if Sony oh. didn't get a deal with Twitch, maybe Microsoft did. So we should Tech make an indie game house. Hashtag. Yeah. Stream. Yeah. Fuck. Actually, we the should next, do indie game house time, plays games. Yeah. No. The next time we do this, we should definitely just log on to Twitch and just tweet like, "Hey guys, we're gonna record a podcast we're right streaming. now. We can just yeah. we can just interact with the chat if there's people interested. Oh. In it. Sure. Um, well, and, that's not a bad idea. But, and, but I was just thinking, you know, like, it'd be really fun to have us, like, when we sit down with a new game or something. Like, I yeah. started playing Nino Kuni. It'd be really interesting to just, like, stream that. Yeah, yeah. totally. And that's, like, and that's the thing, right? Right now, to stream a console game, you need to have a capture card in, your, oh. in, in a computer. Or you need to have an external device, like the Intensity Pro or whatever. Um, Doesn't Ben have one? He has a capture card, but it's, 
I don't I don't know the details of it. Oh, okay. Like you need a certain like quality level to to like be able to just like record and stream it. We somewhat. could stream our own games. You'd be like, I'm gonna play this game called Gravity Ghost. Look at me, I'm really but, good at it. Um, <laughs> people have been doing that. People yeah. have been doing like dev streams. Yeah, so, like developer streams are are kicking up as well. Like the actually right now, fucking Mojam is going on. Yeah, and they're, they're all doing. streaming live their desktops as they make games. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, which is maybe not super informative for like a kid who wants to learn how to make games. Sure, but, but it's still like if I were a kid at fucking like uh, 12 years old and I was dicking around and click and play or whatever and then they were like here's a live stream of somebody making a game I'd be like oh my god <laughs> what cause Although, to, like at the yeah don't, I, I gotta say like one thing I wanna see more of is time lapses sure yeah like people at game jams make time lapses yeah chrono yeah. lapse yeah never forget put like before the game jam put on your desktop <laughs> like a note that says don't forget the time lapse and don't forget your recording. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't start watching a porno in the middle of it. Unless it's true. Put Game Jam. <laughs> or do, it you happens. know, come, come for the game, stay for the porno. Right. It depends what the theme is of the jam. Yeah, yeah, I guess. That so. would depend. <laughs> that is technically correct. But, <laughs> yeah, the theme of today's Game Jam is boobs and butts. Yeah. <laughs> the theme Perfect. Game That's game what is... I was making a game about. Maybe we shouldn't have drawn these out of a hat. <laughs> yeah. How do we get both boobs and butts? That's crazy. The theme is savage tits. <laughs> <laughs> We've ruined another podcast. Yeah, sorry. Uh, this, this podcast features adults using adults' language. <laughs> <laughs> no, it like features adult children using adult yeah. language. <laughs> children using but what adult you were saying about like watching the streaming of somebody making a game, even if you don't understand it. I remember in 1997, somebody got my brother this book. My brother, who's two years younger than me, it was called Game Design: Secrets of the Sages. Oh yeah, holy like, shit! It was a whole That's series. Awesome. Yeah, no, and, and I was the one who read this book. He wasn't interested, um, and it was just like I had no idea who these people were, and they had like individual tiny black and white pictures of the stuff they'd made, and I remember poring over those pictures so closely, trying to figure out, yeah, like, what is this is... cool game I haven't played before? Like, tell you know, I'm trying to figure out like what is enjoyable about it. Yeah. What are your secrets? Tell like, me. Kids remember... are so lucky, goddammit. <laughs> When I saw, when I remember I had books about computer stuff and, and they had like pictures of the, uh, they would basically just like screen capture the screen and print it in the book as like an example. I'd be like, how are they doing that? Like, how are they like making a screenshot? Like using like, like, and then when people would post their games in like the click and play community and they would include screenshots of their game, I just assumed that they were just like drawing a screenshot just by like, because I had no idea that you could just hit the technology print screen exists. Or, like, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So it's like. Any insight at all that I could have gotten just like by watching, uh, like somebody stream making a game, like what software they're using and what code they're like, what languages they're using and like what their workflow is, it's mm -hmm. so insightful. So, yeah, I remember, um, in high school, uh, having like a computers class, like just general, like dick around on a computer and uh, <laughs> dick around a computer class. That, that's actually what the class was, and so <laughs> I like met someone there who was like. Oh hey, I love games, and I was like, I love games. And he was like, Yeah, Resident Evil. And we we're like talking about it the whole time, and then we're like, Let's try making a video game. We're at the computers anyway, and it's like, Okay. <laughs> and so like the teacher overhears us doing that, and he's like, All right, here you go. And he plops down like this big C plus plus book in front of us, and like, <laughs> looking through it like, Hello world. I don't. Where's Where's the games? I don't. I don't yeah. understand. Like. Man, I remember when I got a C++ book as a kid, and I was just like, what is any of this? Yeah. Um, Did all of our parents do that? Yeah. Because yeah. I got one, too. I, yeah. had a, I wanted to make, like, fancy websites. That was kind of, like, where I was coming from. So I got, like, front page, and I got, like, a, the almanac of front page. I'm like, I don't understand any of this shit. Yeah. I can make a picture of the background. I can do that. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a non-starter. It was, it was too bad, you know? It's like, there's, you can't, like, 
if you don't know code and you don't know how it works, there's no, like, you can't jump with no legs, you know? It's like, you have to have some understanding of how it works. And I just needed a good mentor. That was there was, like, nobody in my life who knew that stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because yeah. I was, like, making games in fifth grade, and then I did, didn't do anything until college when I went to college for video games. Like, yeah. oh, damn it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I, I, I don't know. I would love to do instructional videos about C Sharp one day. That's, like, one of my goals. So yeah, I, I need been... to get better at C Sharp first, but then I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been trying yeah. to like post on my blog a lot this month just like anything that i'm doing in my current game i just try to write an article about it and so far like the response has been like like today i posted something about like how i collided slopes in my platforming engine and yeah, i've had like that. i had a bunch of people like either email me or tweet me or whatever being like holy crap i never thought of that method i'm going to use that now and i'm just like oh shit Super like cool yeah, yeah I, like i forget that like I, I assume that like everything i do everybody already knows or something oh i mean seeing how other people solve problems like you know problems that everybody runs into with that sort of thing it's just like super insightful yeah I was especially like... when i've like come up with some stupid hack solution myself and then you realize oh this is a solved problem you can just use <laughs> they made a function for this yeah you, god damn it it's called transform.rotate you don't have to you don't have to add euler angles to never mind we won't go there you don't have to use identity matrices <laughs> you don't have to convert in and out of quaternions just to, <laughs> just to i was like, i was i wrote like a random dungeon generator as like a learning exercise over Christmas or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, ah, fuck, I need to, like, like learn more about this and, like, read about it and stuff. And so I fucking Google it up, and who's the first article? Chevy Ray. No, fucking <laughs> Adam Saltzman. Oh, oh right. Yeah, that's a Game great Game article. Game of Sutra article. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I, I was like, man, I know that, though. dude. You should have told me this shit. For the longest time, I had no idea what the article was talking about. Oh, yeah, like, totally. I was just like, I had no idea how to take that abstract thought and make actually make it into code. Like how to create a seed? Yeah, so I was, you like, would always well, get I was just like, result. what do you mean you're going to dig tunnels and shit? Like, I don't, like, what is the code that you're talking about? And then, like, eventually, like, one day I just had this, like, epiphany where I was just like, shit, like, I just make, I fill the level with tiles, and I remove tiles, and that's the digging part, and then I'm just like, <laughs> and I got on a roll with that article. Lightning. Yeah, it's like, I read that article, like, two years before it actually clicked in my head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's some good do... writing. Yeah. Yeah. You tell Adam Salzman about funny. this. Yeah, yeah. Adam. Hey Adam, you're a cool guy. Hey, yeah, we hey, like you. hey Adam, <laughs> we like you your should dogs. come to GDC. Yeah, he's a family man. He's got to go home and be a family man now. Yeah. <laughs> he's always at home. He works out pretty well. Yeah. Oh hey bro. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. What were we just talking about? Adam. No, C sharp. That. Oh yeah, just like oh yeah, just like the process of like learning stuff. Cause like, our, our parents, I guess, or our teachers, just gave us the books. Yeah. And that was, like, the most discouraging thing ever to, to me. It was just, like, here's this giant book, and... Now you have no chance. <laughs> yeah. Before you had hope. Now right, you yeah. don't have that so anymore. when you got that book, had you already been, like, doing stuff in Click and Play and all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I had. So that's kind of interesting, because it's like, all right, you were making games, and then someone's like, you have to know this. Well, it's games. more like my dad went to the store, or we went to, like, a bookstore, I went to the computer section, and it was just like... Well, I guess games are made with programming, so let's get a programming book. And I was like, okay, cool. And yeah, then it's yeah, sorry. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's interesting that people have tried to create programming languages that children can learn. Like Lego Mindstorms has like actually a visual interface for their programs yeah. and stuff, and that's like super interesting. But I wonder how useful that would actually be if the kid wanted to do something that wasn't like Lego Mindstorms, you know? Well, there's, there's like stencil and there's the MIT thing. What is Alice? it? Alice. Is no. that the, no? Oh, the building blocks thing. Did that come from like Kudo? MIT? Kudo. Something like that. I don't know if it's a... Yeah, I don't know what shit. I should know this because I was working on a game. <laughs> it's like some... Dave would know. Yeah, no, Dave would know. It's like a building... It's like a building block language. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you're actually assembling blocks together. Like your if statement is like a block where you can snap in a block that does something. Right. And it like... 
it's like a really good visual metaphor for programming. Well, stencil is like that too. Yeah, the stencil employs that that thing. There's like a, there's something that's that the blocks snapping together that's like called something. Oh oh. And it was like I think it was developed from research at MIT or something like that. I see. But I yeah. might be totally wrong and just making it up. I wonder, how many, I wonder how many parents are tech-savvy enough to be able to know that that exists to give to their children. Not very many. Not very many, that. which is too bad. Although more than there were, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely more than it's there were. It's kind of like, programming it's almost the like to teach your kids digital programming, age. you'd have to, like, Suzuki method it if you didn't know, you know, like, how, yeah. you, how is your kid going to debug anything if they don't have anybody else in their life? Well, I had, okay, so I had Logo Writer because I'm older than all of you. Logo Rider was like with the turtle and you would like tell the turtle to turn left and right sure. and had like the flip side and that was like the code and it was all in the one program. I think so you, there's, there's a pie, there's a pie game demo. That's like that. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But so I, I like played with that for hours and hours. I made this whole crazy like RPG and you could like, you could, you had a, it was like 10 by 10 grid of pixel, <laughs> pixels that you oh could, God. that you could make the, uh, <laughs> the characters out of. Okay. Well, it would make the cursor. It would change what the cursor was. So sure. if you wanted to have a character that's animated, you could make like five frames that yeah. were each a different cursor yeah, and then like right. swap the cursor. Yeah. And I like, I like made a slime that dripped down and would like come after you. And nice. like, but the thing I wanted more than anything was to be able to press a button and have a character move. <laughs> but you just couldn't do that on Logo Writer. Oh man! You do, all you could ever do is like type a command and hit enter. Yeah, I had a game when I was a kid called or, The Lost Mind of uh. Doctor Brain, <laughs> and the Doctor Brain series was really cool, uh, super enjoyable. But like, so they they had like easy, medium, and hard difficulty on all of these. And in this particular game, it was a grid, and there were little brains, and you had to program this little scientist to walk and pick up the brains. So you tell him like, walk, pick up, walk, pick up, turn left, walk, pick up. You know, to try to get all the brains, and you had like one go through this program you wrote and then the the medium and hard difficulties try to get you to use like sub programs like sub one and sub two so that you you're in like a loop if he mm. would have to get a loop of brains and then but like literally i could not figure it out like i just my child brain was not able to do that like the abstraction of like running a sub loop and yeah. then having it go back to the start i mean i would try and i'd get like half the brains and i'm like well how do i do this i don't have enough moves to get all the brains because there's like a huge screen of them you know it's like i have to solve this complex programming problem and execute it. I couldn't even beat like level one of the hard. <laughs> but I did try, yeah. <laughs> Kinda shitty. Yeah. yeah, I wish they would teach programming earlier in schools. Yeah. It's I mean, the literacy of the digital age. I really like Everyone that. Everyone should learn how to program. That, yeah, yeah, that it's like, it would be like if you taught a kid to read but not to write. That's like our interaction with computers now. Yeah, and like you just hear stories about like people getting jobs in offices where like they'll hire this new kid who just like you know, there'll be some old guy and like the, uh, or not, maybe not even old, just like some guy maybe doesn't have like the same technical literacy and say, they, say they're doing this work that's like really tedious and they're just doing the same thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. And this new kid comes in and just like writes a program that does his job for him. Yeah. Just because like he learned how to program. And so, and then either the company's like, holy crap, you should, you should write programs for all this or they get mad at the kid for like not working like the rest yeah. of the people or something. <laughs> Definitely the, the other guy doesn't want to lose his job, but yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard stories like that too. If somebody, their whole job is like going through tedious spreadsheets of lists of the entire employee list and like searching manually. Yeah. I don't even know control F type of thing. Well, actually, uh, when you worked at uh, Broken Bolt, didn't you like write all these like scripts and macros, Corey? Yeah, I had a bunch of email macros for yeah. uh, replying to people and stuff like that because emails was just a monotonous, terrible Tom's job. Sick. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I can make this faster. Emails. All right, my fine roommates. I think we're we're petering out here a yeah, little bit. I think we're gonna wrap up. Yeah, let's let's wrap this shit. This All is right. a good episode. I like, I like this episode a lot. Like episode. Yeah, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. 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 Jesus. 
Next time, let's talk more like in depth about at like least one of our projects. Sure. Let's okay. make this about us again. Yeah. Well, no, I just because I think that'll be really interesting. It's like what we always end up talking about stuff that we don't spend all our time doing. It's just like one thing that we saw, but it'd be interesting yeah. to talk about in yeah. depth, like Aaron's project or whatever. Yeah. I made yeah. a new map screen. It's shaped like a constellation of a deer. Nice. Yeah. Hey, don't give it away. We need it for the next oh episode. Oh my god. That's the <laughs> teaser. That's, yeah, the teaser for the next episode. Bum bum bum. Next time on Indie Game House. House. All right, bye everybody. Yeah. Bye internet. Bye.